You, you can holler, you can applaud, you can scream, you can do anything you want. I can't hear you anyway. Busy for a Valentine's Day. Well, you know, you got to keep working, especially when you're celebrating VD, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Um, yes. Okay, let's get let's get started. Um, all right, welcome to the Salt Lake Dirt Podcast. My name is Kyler Bingham. Today we are covering Slam Dance 2021, which is going virtual this year. Um, today we are talking about the film, documentary film, Workhorse Queen. We have the filmmaker Angela Washko with, with us. And then we also have the amazing Kasha Davis. Mrs. Kasha Davis, thank you so much for joining us this time. Oh my gosh, Thanks thank for having you. us. Yeah. And first off, I, I owe you a huge apology because I stood you up um, a few days ago and I told my friend Megan, she was a huge fan um, <laughs> of, of RuPaul's uh, drag show and I told her about it and she was very very disappointed in me so <laughs> she she read me the riot act so that was good but well, there um, you go, there you go. We, so, don't have, we don't have to so it's fine okay yeah yeah she let me have it um well first off i, I absolutely love the film i'm sure you're getting a lot of that um the, the festival just popped up a couple of days ago so I'm, I'm sure you're getting a, a lot of positive response but i know nothing about this world and this was this was so incredible for me to kind of get a glimpse inside of it and it was it was such an engaging film and had so much heart and it was just beautifully done um i want to know how you two met up and got to know each other and decided to make a film um yeah i mean i can i can take that question um yeah i, I had been you know, I'm the director of the film and I, I have a background as a kind of new media and performance artist. And I was a fan of the show for a long time and um, yeah, started rewatching the show, uh, you know, as a, an artist who's sort of critical of mainstream media and, and looking at it from a, a critical perspective, I started to think about how different Mrs. Kasha Davis was as a as a performer and, and as a person than a lot of the people that they cast on the show. Um, something that I was really drawn to as a kind of feminist media artist was the fact that Mrs. Kasha Davis, the, the persona of Mrs. Kasha Davis is this sort of 50s, 60s housewife um, kind of persona and this, this figure who is kind of performing as a way to kind of liberate herself from um, the domestic home environment. And speaking of which, you might be hearing a crying baby in the background, and I'm sorry about that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I was really interested in how specific Mrs. Costa Davis's persona was. It wasn't this sort of, um, you know, Britney Spears like pop star or or a model on the runway, although she's very lovely, um, you know, had this very, very kind of really um, fully developed world for Mrs. Kasha Davis. And I saw it also as subversive and political, this kind of homage to these women that, um, yeah, maybe not in the spotlight. So yeah, I reached out, <laughs> I sent an email and, and, you know, I'm not based in Rochester, but I, you know, said I wanted to come out and see the Big Wigs, a show that um, Mrs. Costa Davis does with Aggie Dune, who's also in the show. 
or in the film. And then, uh, yeah, basically pitched my, <laughs> my idea of, of the film, which was a kind of look at the behind the scenes of what, what Ed's life was like before he was on Drag Race, how Drag Race changed his life and launched him into this artistic uh, career later in, in Ed's life and see what, what it really looked like up close. So. Well, and for me, I was just so flattered to receive uh, the interest uh, and humbled that somebody was curious about uh, my story, the character development. And then uh, I also recognized uh, when Angela said that, you know, she was a professor at Carnegie Mellon. I was like, oh, well, this is, this is the big time. <laughs> uh, there was a resume there. This was somebody who was very much so, uh, able to teach me something as well about her world and um she brought cupcakes on the first oh, that's right <laughs> I was like, wow you really know how to make a lady feel great i mean she just like i took them on the plane yeah she's like how about these cupcakes you know so it was very flattering to me and um you know i i do receive uh messages from people to to participate in podcasts or in uh, interviews or other shows. And I have learned from people like Michelle Visage and people like my mother is that you say yes, you know, and you build a relationship. And boy, is this surprising me. I certainly thought it was gonna be great, but this is fantastic, you know. Um, it's been such a wonderful ride and I'm just truly grateful and humbled. That's great. Um, one thing I've been talking about with other filmmakers at the festival is, you know, it's really sad we can't all meet in person in Park City this year. But um, I think one positive is so many more people are going to be able to see these films, people from all over the world. Uh, it, they've made it so accessible and for 10 bucks. I mean, that's, that's incredible. Um, so I'm just, uh, I'm just curious about how you decided to, um, like send your stuff to Slam Dance specifically. Was mm -hmm. this one of you, one of the festivals you'd really had your eye on? I mean, I'm imagining it was, but maybe you could speak to that a bit. Yeah, I mean, a lot of you know, this is the this is the world premiere of the film, um, and it will go on to other festivals. And you know, part of it was the timing. You know, we really pushed uh, post production to be able to. Um, yeah, debut around this this particular um, time, um, you know, around when Sundance and Slam Dance is happening, um, and you know, you kind of <laughs> put it out there and see how it's going to be received. I think you know, as a somebody who comes from more of an art world, fine arts museum e backgrounds, that's typically where my work goes. Um, I was very nervous about um, you know not coming from a kind of traditional film industry background. Um, but yeah, it was really fortunate to have a lot of support from Slamdance. They were really excited about the film. I've worked with Peter Baxter before. Um, I had a video game uh, premiere at Slamdance a few years ago. So uh, it seemed like a great place to, they, they were you know super happy to, to take a chance on um, I mean, it's a great film, so they weren't taking a chance, but you know, they were, they were super excited to support it. And I think it, it is really helping get the momentum started for hopefully 
a very long festival run that maybe just maybe might show in physical theaters. <laughs> oh, definitely. I mean, I, I think I hope so. I would, yeah, I think it'd be great to see it on the big screen. Um, how long did it take you? How, like, how long was the shoot? How long did this process go on for? Yeah, I think uh, so. Shooting started. I first went out to Rochester just to, you know, meet with with Ed and his husband Steve and uh, bring the cupcakes. Uh, it was in March because it was around his birthday as well. Because I was like, you can't show up without a birthday gesture. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we started. Our first shoot was in April of 2018. Came to Rochester for a particularly like packed. A weekend of, of um, performances for Mrs. Kasha Davis at home. Um, and then, you know, continued to check in and go, you know, look, look at Mrs. Kasha Davis's schedule and see, you know, when when is a good time to, to film again? Oh, she's going to be at DragCon directly after going to New York and directly after going to Australia. I definitely want to be there for, you know, the really heavy, busy times. And then also coming back to Rochester on some of the, um, yeah, some of the calendar lulls, which are talked about in the film. Cause I definitely wanted to, I wanted to be able to document not just the, you know, exciting busy times, but also like, what does this really look like? The kind of precarity of, of looking at the calendar and being like, am I gonna get booked next month? Um, you know, and, and being there for that. So. Yeah, it took, we just, we finished, we locked picture really close to the premiere of Slamdance, um, like two, two months before. Um, so yeah, it started in early 2018 and, and went through to um, just a couple months ago. Wow. My brother said to me you know, after viewing the film, he's like, what was it like to have somebody there all the time? And I said, first of all, if you get to see an interview with Angela, she's darling. Her friends are, are <laughs> very sweet. It's, it was great. But after a while, uh, on some days, I was like, enough, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, some of those days were long. <laughs> they were long days because of the schedule. And then, you know, as you, know, you have a camera constantly. But she taught me so much because, you know, again, Angela knew and had performed in and participated in the drag world. I don't know that much about, you know, uh, documentary world, film world. And so it's, she has been a great patient educator because, you know, I'm used to, we have something, let's get it out. Let's, you know, burr, 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 and um, take advantage of the moment. And Angela's like, hang on, <laughs> we, have, we have a story to tell. And I have, uh, I have a plan in terms of, following you. And I'm thinking, we can get this done in a weekend, you know? <laughs> you know, but instead, she really took the time to get to know myself and my husband and our community and my uh, fellow performers, Drag Race, as well as Rochester Local. And then as that, I thought it was fascinating because I could see almost the wheels turning each time we met, like, oh, maybe this is going to take this avenue and it would take this avenue. And so I have learned in not just this experience, but in life that sometimes time takes time and that while you, uh, sometimes rushing things is the wrong idea. Mm -hmm. 
Wow. Uh, yeah, that you kind of touched on what I was going to ask you next, uh, Mrs. Kasha Davis. Uh, since, you know, even working with someone who's incredible and you, you have a good working relationship with, uh, you, you truly put yourself out there and it was an open book type situation where it seems like everything, at least from what I could tell, everything was fair game. Um, so there were, were there moments where you were like, oh, what did I get myself into and how long is this going to go on for? Um, I did. Yeah, it just seems like that could be an interesting situation to have someone following you around um, consistently, yeah. even, even if you love them. Well, so I, we have grown to, to have a, a, a great relationship and in any good relationship, there were a couple of times where we would butt heads, but that's, that's good, that's healthy, that's a real relationship. That being said, um, I have always naturally been an open book um, in, through my process of, as I continue to be a part of the recovery world, I realize that the more I'm willing to share uh, and uh, my story in an effort to potentially help somebody else, I end, end up helping myself. Um, but, you know, I definitely have gone to sleep at night and think, thought to myself, did you really need to tell everybody all of that? You know, or, you know, the other the couple of nights before the actual premiere, you know, I'm confident that I did the right thing. And then a few nights, I'm waking up in a little bit of a panic and Peter's saying like, what's up? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I'm just having this dream where, I, where I'm digging up my parents out of cement. And he's like, what? I'm like, yeah. You know, so there is the idea that uh, I grew up in a, in a household where told people nothing. They would see a certain persona. And so that is why I gravitate to this character because she, she lives that 1950s 1960s persona but she's an open book and uh and uh, i think that i'm proud to be able to share those things but yeah it, it definitely there are times when i'm thinking i hope that was the right decision but i also believe that in 2021 that with social media if you're not telling the truth nobody's interested mm -hmm. <laughs> so true they're gonna figure it out yeah definitely well i think like like i said this was a, a world i was very unfamiliar with but um, I just, I, I could relate, which sounds maybe, you know, strange, but I, I felt on so many different levels that I won't, I won't you know, get, get into it right now, but I, I related and I was engaged and I felt a connection with you and your husband um, and some of the other folks that were in the documentary. So I think this is, um, you know, it's a very special film because I, I, it's not just going to, like it goes beyond the world within, um, where you, what we're talking about here but it like i think it transcends to like all humans and there was just a, a beautiful um thing about it that connected so many different types of stories so um i yeah i just want to thank you for making it and you know i know it's going to find an audience beyond the drag world I'm, I'm confident of it because it is such a you know beautiful film and i still haven't figured out how to articulate it but i know it, it's been sticking with me i watched it about a week ago and it I think about it every day and I've been talking about it with, you know, friends and family. So it's just such a, such an incredible piece of work. Oh, thank you so much. Is there time for me to say one, one more thing? Yeah. Related absolutely. to the last thing, just related sure. to the last thing um, that Mrs. Kasha Davis was, was talking about. I, I, I think there's a tendency to in social media makes us want to present like the, you know, our, 
our greatest hits, our best possible versions of ourselves, our most, you know, photoshopped or facetuned and our, our most, um, you know, everything is, is, you know, sunny and exciting or, or extreme and polarizing. Um, but I, I think something that was really important to me about um, learning more and more about um, both Ed's journey and, and Mrs. Kasha Davis sort of entertainment uh, career journey was really like through the process of filming, just watching the incredible amount of labor that goes into maintaining Mrs. Kasha Davis, that goes into, you know, being present and available for every every fan who comes up to her. She's the most, at DragCon, she's the most available, most like personable, uh, you know, most generous uh, person there. And just watching how how that can also it, it's exhausting, it's labor. And, and so I really wanted to be able to, to have that be a part of the film and, and be seen and felt. And I, I think that there's something, I hope that there's something relatable about being able to kind of peel back the, um, yeah, the facades that we're putting up in our different contexts and um, yeah, being honest about how much work, work it is, <laughs> so. Yeah, no, I think that definitely came across and that's why, I when I when Scott contacted me that I that I missed our initial interview I felt so <laughs> horrible because it, you you did show that in the documentary about how much effort and work it is and just how kind you are you know you know you are and then Angela you as well you could tell just from the film that came across like what kind people you are so um, again it's an incredible film and I hope a lot of people I know a lot of people will get to see it this year um so yeah so thank you both of you so much for taking the time to speak with me and you know i'm going to be talking about this film for a long time i know and i know at some point it will get on the big screen uh because it is so good so thank you so much for speaking with me today thanks so much for having us Definitely. thank you for all, all your kind words and <laughs> It's a lot. It truly does. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, you have a great Valentine's Day, both of you. Okay. You as well. Bye. Thank you. See ya. Bye. <laughs>